Hey college kids, today I'm going to do a solo episode on my AP scores and I'm sure as you saw by the title I got a 5 on all my APs. So the APs were released today as I'm filming this on July 5th and I took the, well let's start with what I took during the school year. So technically I took, yeah if we're going to get technical I took 6 APs, you know 6. So one was Calc AB. AP Chemistry, AP Lang, A Push, and then I took Economics and by College Board, AP Macroeconomics and AP Microeconomics are two separate um, AP classes. And in my College Board account, they showed up as two separate um, AP classrooms, like, you know, sections. But it was one class for me. So the first semester we did AP Micro stuff and second semester we did AP Macro stuff. So I don't know if that's the same in other schools, but that's how they did it in my school. That's why I kind of say six, because it was just really economics and it was just one class for me. All right, so now I can get on to the, I guess, preparations I did for APs when I started APs and stuff. And it may not be useful right now to know the preparations I did and such, but perhaps if you're listening and you're going to take one of these APs next year or you have a sibling who's going to take one of these APs in the future, then at least I can share my experience and this year was like a normal AP test year I know last year due to COVID they had like revised AP tests I know for like the A push there was only like one was it DBQ or LEQ or something like that so the AP tests were drastically like reduced in terms of like the amount that you had to do so this year it was just like all normal APs and I was in school in person all year so it was, I guess you could say, quite a normal year for AP testing pre-COVID. It looked just like a pre-COVID year. All right, so let's start with, I guess we could say calculus. So honestly, for calc, I did basically no outside of school preparations. And this was entirely due to the fact how my teacher like prepared us for the AP exam all year. And now before the school year even started or at the beginning of the school year, I had bought myself and I had never intended to take the economics exam. So either of the economics exams. So, But for the other four, I got AP books. I think Lang, A Push, and um, what's the other one? Chem, I got uh, Baron. Or was it? All I know, okay. Lang and A Push, I got Baron. For Chem, oh, I also got a Baron for Chem. And then... I got Princeton Review for Calc, AB, and if you guys don't know what that is, that's just like a, a company that does AP like preparations. They all have like books each year, and depending on the course, it's like a few hundred pages, and they walk you through the stuff that you need to know on the AP exam, because the College Board does release like a like an AP exam description, and this is pretty much standard for all years except if they make any changes and it just tells you what skills you need to know, what formulas you should know, et cetera, et cetera. So then using that, the Barron or Princeton Review, those are the two most popular ones, will um, make a book out of it and then you know sell it. It's about $20 each if you get it on Amazon. And the only reason I got um, Princeton Review for Calc is because I couldn't find a, like a recent, not a recent version, like probably a 2019 or 2020, but I wanted the most recent version of each uh, prep book. So I couldn't find a very recent one for Baron for Calc. So I just took the Princeton Review one. But in the end, it turned out that I did not need any of that 
because of how like good my teachers were at preparing us. So let's start with calc. So, you know, you go through school and you have these little quizzes and stuff. Like we had 10, was it 10 or seven, eight, something like that units. So for like unit one, it'd be like 1.1, 1.2, 1.3, how it was taught in class. And then my teacher would do like, I don't know, 1.1 through 1.4 quiz. And then he would do that. And then he would do a unit one test whenever we finished unit one. And it was the same thing for unit two, unit three. So we had like a couple tests which within each unit and then a, or quizzes within each unit and then one big test. And a lot of the time what he did, which was good, is he would take real college board like previous problems either from actual tests or practice problems the college board had released. And this would be more like because his tests were definitely like all FRQ style. I don't know how you would really do. I guess you could do multiple choice, but all his tests were like a few FRQs and maybe like a few like easier just computational problems and he would give that to us and a lot of it he would try to use as many college board examples as he could so if you did well on those tests and you did well on those problems then that was a good indicator that you were on the right track to do well on the AP exam so that's good preparation he did that throughout the entire year for us and then at the end he finished about one month before AP exams, like all the curriculum one month before AP exams. And nearly every single day, and mind you, this is like April, so our spring break is during this. So it's really only three weeks of school we had before the AP exams. But what he would do is almost every day, we would have a real AP exam given to us. So the AP College Board will release like previous year MCQs and, you know, there's a calc for the AP Calc exam. There is a non-calc section, which is 30 questions, I think, or no, they revised it. It's 28 now. And then a calc section, which is 15 multiple choice. So it's that. And then you have your seven free response. I think it's seven or is it six? I think it's seven free response. So what he would do is one day he would give the, um, and obviously the non-calc one will be easier. That's why there are more questions. So he would give the non-calc one from, let's say, 2008 or something. And then he would give the calc section of it the next day of the same year. And we did that nearly every single day. The only days we didn't have a test were because he was reviewing the test that we had just done and going through problems that were constantly missed throughout the entire class. So, and these are actual ones. These weren't even practiced. These are real life released ones. And then, oh, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say this, but he also would give like the embargoed ones. So the ones from like recent years, the college board doesn't release them because sometimes they reuse problems. I think that's the main reason, but the teachers do get a copy of that. So he would give that to us. And obviously we weren't allowed to take it home or anything. We would take it in class, but he would do that. And so we took tons and tons of AP MCQ tests oh and also on the days that we didn't have a test or a MCQ test we would have kind of like an FRQ test so what he did was kind of a waste of paper but he printed out like from 2007 I think 2008 he printed out every single free response from calculus from the AP calc test and in class when we didn't have an MCQ test and he wasn't reviewing one of the tests that you know people did poorly on or whatever, we would be doing those FRQs. Sometimes we would just do them in class and then he would go over. Sometimes he would pick a couple for us to do and he would have us turn it in and grade it. So 
Oh, and he also graded the MCQs too. So like every every all of that was graded. So you had really good incentive to do well on this. So he did that for us and I did not even open my Princeton review book because of how thoroughly he prepared us. If you did good on those MCQs and not even good because for the AP exam, if you guys don't know, it's not like a five is an A grade, four is a B grade, three is a C grade. No, it's like a kind of like a weird bell curve they do. It's like a distribution, right? So I think for the calc exam, if you get like a high D, that counts as a five. So I guess you could say if you scored a 72 on average on his MCQs, then you were pretty much on the clear to get a five on the AP exam if you did well on the FRQs too. But that's one thing to note, like getting a five on the AP exam doesn't mean you get an A and you have to look at, um, there are a lot of like tools online which will give you an approximate. So for example, Albert.io, this is what I did. Um, there's a site called Albert.io and they are a prep site, like they will do AP prep and such, maybe SAT, ACT as well. And what you can do is you can go onto like the AP Calc page and it will show you all the sections. It will show you all seven FRQs and the non-calc um, MCQ section and the calc MCQ section and you can enter your approximate scores when you're doing like practice tests and it will tell you based on previous years based on the curve for previous years what your approximate score would be so pretty consistently for the past few years to get a five on the calc exam meant that you got at minimum like a high d so that's really not a high bar to um meet so I guess if you were doing a C on those MCQs in class, then you were pretty much guaranteed a five. So that was that. And I did get a five on the AP Calc exam and it was relatively easy. Like it was just like what he had done in class. Now, if he had not done that, I think I still would have done fine because, you know, a high D is not a high bar to like meet in terms of like your score, your raw score. And I did have my prep books. I knew how to study. I've taken standardized tests in the past before. So even if he didn't do that for us in class, I think I would have been, my like ability to do standardized tests throughout all my life would have been sufficient enough for me to get at least a four on the calc exam. Now on to, let's see, ugh, AP Chem. All right, so AP Chem was similar to calc, except it was worse. Because Calc, he would give real AP College Board MCQs, which were, in my opinion, relatively easy compared to what we had been been doing throughout the year. Chem, on the other hand, the class was insanely hard. And that's why a lot of the people in my class did really, probably did really well on the AP exam. Because on my teacher's test, like throughout the year, he didn't use, he never used like college board or real previous MCQs. He used it a couple times and that's it. But he would find these tests online and they were just insanely hard and so many like questions to think about and FRQs to do in such a short amount of time. Like they required a lot of like, mm, thinking sounds really stupid, but like a lot of, um, how would you say? you would have to be very thorough and look at multiple perspectives. And you know, with chemistry, there are a lot of exceptions as well. So you would have to keep that in mind. So it wasn't uncommon for the average on his test, like during the school year to be like a C or a D. Yeah. And like getting an A in that class is quite hard. Like you really do have to study or you have to be someone who's 
greatly interested in chemistry and you've been doing it for many years. So his class tests were hard enough. And now they weren't like AP MCQs, but they did real they were good at making you think and like because a lot of them were more conceptual questions. There weren't many calculations. And I think in the AP MCQ is like I don't know, I don't remember. Is it like one I think it's an MCQ and there's no calc. Yeah, I think it's a no calc MCQ. So a lot of it is more conceptual. And if there are calculations, it's going to be like basic numbers and like, you know, easy multiplication and such. So he allowed us to use a calculator during our test during the school year. But again, they were really conceptual. So it didn't do you much use unless, of course, he had a calculation problem. But yeah, so his tests were really hard. And but you did get a really good and thorough understanding of what you were learning in his class like you he would teach it and then you would give the test and it was like the preparations that you did for the test throughout the year helped you get like a greater idea of what was going on and you were able to make connections throughout the different units so again he was the same as my calc teacher he finished about one month before the AP exam and his um the AP chem exam oh my AP calc exam was like my third exam let me say let me say the order so AP chem was first um I think AP a push was after that then there was calc then there was length so that was the order of my exams so chem was the first one and about a month before and again this is spring break so really it's only three weeks every single day he would do a test on one of the major units and these tests were even harder than the ones he had done throughout the year so what he did was at the very beginning of all this crazy preparation, he gave us a real AP MCQ and selected a few FRQs for us to do over two class periods. And honestly, most people did really well because all year we had been doing the test that he gave us. So when he gave us a real previous like college board test, it was like a breeze. And after that, I felt so relieved because I was not doing particularly well on his test. Like I ended up with a B for the first three quarters, an A for the last quarter, and an A on the final. So I have a B in chemistry overall, and that, you know, brought my GPA down from a four. But, like, I was really nervous on how I was doing. And, again, the bar for chemistry, it's like you need a mid to high C on the actual exam to get a five. But even then, I was, like, nervous about how I would perform. So... was I saying oh yeah so at the beginning he gave an AP MCQ and he gave a few FRQs and I did really well on those like I think of the 50 questions on that MCQ and there are 60 on the actual one but he gave us one with 50 because I think they recently changed the amount of MCQ questions for the AP exam but he gave us 50 and I got like a what did I get I think I got 49 out of 50 on the MCQ and then nearly 100 on the FRQ so I was like at a good place for I mean, really good place for AP chem and then the three weeks of hell started and he just gave a test on each unit like kinetics thermodynamics acid bases stuff like that every day every class and again if you did and this counted towards our quarter grade as well so it's not like he was just giving no this counted towards our quarter four grade and those tests were extremely hard but then at the end of those tests like maybe a day or two before the AP exam 
oh no because the ap exam was on a monday i think so on the friday he gave us uh ap mcq and an, a couple frqs i think or maybe it was just the mcq and i did really well on that as well so i was happy with that that was all fine and then again i come into the ap chem exam and i have to say that was probably one of the easiest tests i had ever taken the mcq was because i think there were two versions of the test i think i got the harder mcq but the easier frq and the other test was like an easier mcq and a harder frq so i got the harder i think i got the harder mcq and the easier frq but the mcq was still like easy like i recognized the problems immediately i knew exactly what to do i knew how to approach it i understood the different exceptions the different rules and the different variables that were in play for me to answer this question and the frqs were a breeze like basic chemistry compared to what we had been doing throughout the year and then yeah i got a five on that exam and the same thing with him i got a barren ap chemistry book and that book is huge it's like i think it was like 800 pages or something i didn't open it at all even during my preparations during that one month you know like the really hard unit test i just did more so like i looked over my notes and i I looked over my notes. What else did I do? I looked over my notes and I just did some practice problems from sites that he had recommended. So that's how AP Chem went. And as for how I think I would have done if he hadn't done the one month of preparation, I think I still would have done really well considering like throughout the entire year, he gave really hard tests. And then when he when he gave us those real AP MCQs and FRQs or whatever during the um, beginning and i did really well on those i was like okay i'm set and i'm solid for ap chem so even if i hadn't studied much on or if i had done my own self-studying or whatever i think i would have still gotten a five on the chem exam now let's see a push a push was really a gray area for me after i took the test like i really didn't know where i f- i knew i passed at least got a three on it but I didn't know whether it was going to be a three, four, or a five. But, I mean, I guess I did fine. So, for the A-push exam, this one, I used my prep book. Oh, my God. I, like, yeah, I've read the entire, con- I almost read the entire content review from Baron. Well, not everything. Like, some sections I, like, skimmed through. or Some sections I skipped because I was confident. I didn't even get to, like, units eight and nine i think i really yeah seven eight nine which was good because if anyone did take the a push exam and you know how it went it was all like periods one two three and like four and maybe like some five and six questions there was hardly any seven eight nine in there which i'm glad about because that's the the beginning is really the only sections i reviewed so for a push throughout the year I wouldn't say, like, I ended up with an A in her class, and I did relatively, like, I probably averaged a B on her tests that she gave. They weren't particularly hard. It was just, like, the tests themselves weren't particularly hard. It was just, like, uh, kind of, it felt like what we were doing on the test was not, were not, was not what we learned in class. So that's really the only quote-unquote hard part about it. But other than that, I think the tests were relatively reflective of what the AP MCQ looks like. She didn't use real AP MCQ questions, but well, maybe she did like mix in a couple, but 
they were relatively like similar to how the AP um a push exam is structured so and she didn't do any like one month of preparation like my other teachers did she oh what she did do was during the year so with the a push exam there are three saqs short answer questions um one leq and one dbq one leq is long essay question and dbq is um document-based question so for the dbq you're given like seven documents or something you're asked a question it's usually like evaluate the extent of american identity development or something like that and then the LAQ is like, they give you three prompts, I think, and you choose one of them to uh, write about. So A push was, that's why I think it was kind of like a hazy area for me. Because like with the LEQ, SAQ, and the DBQs, the SAQs, when we did them on her test, like she would give SAQs like, okay, for this unit test, I'm going to give you guys SAQs. For this one, I'm going to give you an LEQ at the end of it. So she did that, but like, she did she was so lenient on grading that you didn't really know where you fell you would have to look at the more so the um, college board rubric and you know decide for yourself like okay did I do this do I have a thesis did I fully evaluate and analyze and blah 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 all these pieces of evidence did I make conclusions did I have complexity in my thing so it was really up for you to grade and that's why I was kind of like "Eh," going in and I I did not practice any SAQs, any DBQs, or any LAQs for my own AP prep. All I really did was go through my Baron textbook. This was over spring break, which was like mid-April. And I did so much of the content review. And at the end of each content review, there's like, there are like, because each content review, it's like period one of US history, period two, period three, period four. And at the end, they ask like 11 multiple choice questions or something. So that's what I did. And then I think I did take a couple like full MCQs. Did I? I think I took like one full MCQ. And that's pretty much it. That's really all I did for that. But the content review was good because with a push, it's just so much content so many things to know like obviously you need to know the patterns and like what was happening in u.s history but like if you don't know a certain like law that was passed a treaty that was passed and you don't know the context of it you're going to be lost if there's a question like that so you need to really know what happened what were the major of course not like nitpicky things but even if it's like something of really small detail usually during the exam they'll put more context into it so even if you don't know that particular event that rebellion or that treaty at least like there was some context to it but like the big major things you do need to know like major treaties that are passed like the royal proclamation of 1763 like i feel like that's something we should know even like i mean yeah that's something you should definitely know for the a push exam without like and they probably won't put much context into it for you to um, understand what's actually going on there. And given by the name Royal Proclamation of 1763, that gives you no clue as to what's going on. So for a push, the main thing is like there's so much content and you really need to be like, you need to understand the period. You need to understand what was going on and what were the major things that happened in order to change U.S. history. So that's what the content review did for me. And I think that is probably the best thing you can do for a push is do a good content review and do a few APMCQ questions because APMCQ questions, they'll be like, you have to know stuff from different periods, 
for us, for some of them to answer just one question. Even if it's a question mainly related to period three, they may, oh my God, what the AP loves to do is like, they'll ask a question. They'll be like, okay, which group would most likely be, which group from the following would most likely agree with the Quakers, I don't know, way of life or something. And they'll give you four random groups from like different periods in U.S. history so you need to be able to like connect the periods together and understand I hate those kinds of questions but that's what you need to be able to do and you need to be able to make connections and look at the continuity throughout change in continuity throughout you um, APUSH yeah United States history so and then again I really did I think APUSH was the one test I was like really not confident about in terms of like after I took the test like I know I did probably I, I estimated I would get a four and I was like okay obviously that's a good score but I was really like mm, even that I'm not even sure about but the APMCQ was pretty easy considering like the tests that she had given before which were like 40 something MCQ questions per period so we had a pretty thorough understanding we had done tons of MCQ questions for each period so I think I was quite set on that and again the part that I was really like eh, about was the um the dbq leq and saq part that was like hit or miss because we again she was lenient with grading and even then i didn't do any self like practice for that all i really did is just look at the rubrics memorize the rubrics understood like i needed a thesis for this um i needed evidence blah blah i need to evaluate what i need to do with the evidence how to make the evidence effective and then get like the complexity point or whatever so but i mean i did well got a five on it so yeah now on to AP Lang now AP Lang was interesting because I have to say right off the bat do not get the AP Lang Baron textbook because it is the worst prep book I have ever had in my entire life AP Lang Baron like Baron content review for A push was fantastic AP Lang for Baron was a disaster and it's a lot of it is like with Lang, like how much are you actually able to like prepare? It's like a glorified SAT. It, they're giving they're giving you a bunch of passages and they're giving you multiple choice questions to go with them. And then after that, you have to write the synthesis, an argumentative and then something else. So like the synthesis, I think it's like they give you six documents and you have to support a claim using evidence from the six um or well, you're given a question and you have to pick a side um, and then you have to use the six documents or whatever to support your thing. Um, argumentative is, oh, rhetorical analysis, that's the other one. So rhetorical analysis, they give you like some passage. Um, this year for 2022, they had like a speech by Sonia Sotomayor and we had to, you had to analyze it for its rhetorical effectiveness. And then the argumentative is they give you this little, little prompt and you have to like take a stance on it and then you have to provide evidence from your own brain. And you can use evidence from like history or you can use your own personal experience, which is actually great because you can like BS the whole thing, which is, I didn't BS the whole thing. I used my own personal experience though. So it was easy for me to like support it and like come to an understanding because I did, there's no way you can mess up the facts of your own experience. They're not going to fact check you. So for the laying exam, preparations were... My teacher didn't do many preparations, like honestly for Lang, like our quote unquote tests during AP Lang were not even tests. They were like, you know how you read books throughout AP Lang and then at the end or like 
maybe chapters 10 through 12 she would do a reading check and she would ask like questions about themes during those chapters and you would have to write uh, write a have a written response for those so those really were really the only tests we did and we didn't even do grammar tests we did like a couple at the beginning of the year and that's it so AP Lang I was like okay I really need to do preparations myself even then I don't really know what I'm doing so I got the book and I was doing so bad on the MCQ I think there are 45 questions for the MCQ, or at least the preparation I did. I don't know if there was 45 on the actual exam, probably something like 45 or 50. And I was doing so, so bad. I was getting 27 out of 45, something like that. I think that was like one of my um, scores, like my lowest scores. I, at highest, I got like a 30 out of 45. And I was like, oh my God, I, what am I going to do? Like, I know I'm not the best at English because it's not my first language and sometimes I do get this stuff mixed up and I don't understand some of this stuff. But I was like, oh my God, how I, how am I going to do this Lang exam? And like, I didn't do any of the, same with like A-push, I didn't write anything. I didn't write any synthesis essay. I didn't write anything because I was like, what is the point if I'm going to evaluate it? Like, I need someone else to evaluate. I really don't know what they're looking for. So... And we didn't do that throughout the year for my, like, if my Lang teacher had done that and she had evaluated our essays and she did offer, she was like, if you guys want, like, you can come into class or, like, early and show me one of your essays and I will, like, grade it for you or whatever and show you, like, you know, relatively what points you got, what points you missed, blah, blah, blah. I didn't do that and I didn't do practice at home. So all I did was MCQ and I was, like, so, like defeated i was like what is 27 out of 45 and i did a bunch of these these were all barren these were all in the barren textbook i did these practice tests and i was like what is going on here like i know i'm not the best but i should be getting minimum like 35 out of 45 How? and on the sat i didn't do that bad on the lang section either like obviously it wasn't my best but there's no way this is like my best and i was like what is even going on so I would look at my questions, I would look at the answers I picked, and then I would look at AP Barron and what answer was correct to them, and I was kind of confused about something. I'm like, how does this even, this doesn't even make sense. And then there is this one question in particular, I don't remember the exact context, but I remember how it happened. So it was like, what is the reason, blah, 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 or what, what if we added, um, if we were to add an additional piece of information to this part of this passage which one would it be from the following like a b c d e or whatever right and i was like okay i picked like the only plausible answer and it was still wrong and the answer that ap baron picked made absolutely no sense i would look at it and i'm like what's going on i was like is it me like is there something i'm doing wrong and then i search online i'm like is the ap lang uh, baron textbook reflective of the actual ap exam and I'm looking on like, of course, like Reddit and Quora, not really reliable, but I was seeing a general consensus that the Baron textbook was just bullshit. The questions were poorly written. The answer explanations made no sense. And I was like, okay, that may be it. Perhaps I'm not going to obviously get a 42 or 43 out of 45 if I do another, but that makes more sense. That is exactly what I'm seeing when I'm doing my AP Lang practice. So and then my teacher, she like the last minute published on the college board, like um, another thing to know for AP tests, college board will have their own practice. So like if you go into the, um, what do you call it? 
like AP Chem, for example, they will have like the different units, like acids and bases, and they will have like an MCQ practice for each one, like made by the College Board, which is by far the best tool you can have because College Board is writing these um these AP tests. Their preparations, their questions are probably going to be the best preparation. Like same thing with SAT, ACT stuff. When I was preparing for the SAT, I only used the eight official practice tests not all of them but the official practice tests that college board released and that is probably the best preparations you do have in terms of practice tests if you want to look at like tips and tricks and like how to approach questions that's a different thing but in terms of practice tests that's the best so my teacher published the um for ap lang she published the what do you call them? the practice ones and it was like really weird they're like five units on there but each unit has like six tests and they're all like three question tests so i did all of those and i was so happy because again i said there's three in each one so i was scoring like two out of three and three out of three and more so three out of three than two out of three so i was probably averaging like 2.7 2.8 out of three on those practice which were reflective of how the apa will look like because they repeat they for like unit one or whatever they repeatedly used a certain passage or like a few passages and they had multiple questions on them so i was doing good on those so i was like okay looking better now and i'm taking the actual college board thing not a barren thing and my college board scores are looking good and then my teacher in the module on canvas she released a i'm not sure if it was an actual ap like in a, like a past AP exam or it was a practice AP exam for Lang, but either way, it was a college board one and she released it in the modules and I took that one and I got like a 40 out of 45 on the MCQ of that and I was like, okay, this is making so much more sense than whatever Baron was doing. So my advice for AP Lang, do not use the Baron. Baron is so ass. I don't know about Princeton Review, but do not use Baron. Baron and I can't say anything for calc and for chemistry Baron was good with a push and their content review and I think Baron overall is good with content review but their practice tests for Lang was just so it disorganized um just awful they didn't even know what they were doing with that and when I took the AP exam I was doing really well and yeah I got a five on that so that's my AP exam story I guess I just got my scores I'm really happy about them oh yeah what else do I want to add I guess I can give a few pieces of advice for each one so calc I would just say there are so many previously released um real AP exams and you have to note the difference like I think it changed they used to have like 30 mcq for the non-calc now they only have 28 and then they used to have like 17 for the um calc section but now they only have 15 which means the questions got like harder by a little bit but it, again just do those practice tests and you'll be fine again the bar is really low so don't worry and definitely go onto sites like albert io and enter your approximations because even if you're getting like a high C overall on one of your AP practice exams, that could be quite enough to get you a five. Um, same thing, okay, so for what's next, AP Chem. Chemistry, I think it is one of the hardest AP tests. I'm not sure and I don't know if like the curve is pretty high for that, but 
I will say that, and again, it's hard for me to speak if you are not doing in-class practice because my teacher grilled us. That's why the test was so easy. But again, I would just recommend like College Board has a lot of good practice for the AP Chem. And when I was doing some of the, I forgot to mention, but I did some of the before like his test, I would go into College Board. Let's say we had the acids, acids and bases test. Okay, I would go into College Board and I would do the MCQ questions on, or the MCQs um, on acids and bases. And what I found was like, for me, it felt like the College Board practice was harder than the actual test. That could have been just my year, but I think those are really good preparations for it. Uh, for a push, just again, content review, understand patterns and continuity, understand the major themes, what was going on, what drastically changed in U.S. history. So yeah, understand that. Oh, understand like, I think this is a big thing throughout AP U.S. history. Understand like the conflicts between the rich and the poor just throughout all the periods because I felt like that came up so much during class time and in like the AP exam as well especially like the Gilded Age that was like wow you know new money so that and then for Lang Lang is probably the hardest one to study for because there is no content review for Lang it's like a glorified SAT it's more so knowing how to approach the question but I will give some of the tips that I do have from like the SAT so underst- when you're looking at a lane question don't come in with any prior expectations on how it's going to be when you read the passage you can like maybe in your mind like formulate questions like oh they may ask a question about this this but don't get so overworked and get it like really overcomplicated because when people look at Lang the question is asking you something and the answer is in the passage like it will directly say in the passage maybe indirectly but it will be very obvious what the answer is in the passage what happens is people will overcomplicate it and that's why they don't do well on the mcqs like you're like oh but it can't be this there's no way this is the answer let me look through the passage and see if there's like a contradiction to this or if there's more to it no read the question look at the answer choices go back to the passage find where it's discussing that part unless it's like what is the main theme of this what is the tone of the passage other than that if they have like more specific like oh what was the opinion of this person on the matter that's being discussed in this passage it will very clearly say blah 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 was very worried about blah blah blah's journey to whatever like it will say it will be obvious don't overcomplicate the ap ling and Another thing overall that I guess this would apply to A push and AP Lang, whenever you have like essays where you need to write and you need to use like synthesis, like you need to use documents, use them as all of them. Like try to use every single one. Because even if you, I think for the A push exam, or maybe it's the Lang, I'm not sure. Maybe it was the Lang. You need really like a minimum of three of like the six or seven documents they give you. But if you screw up one of them, and you if you use three and you screw up one of them, well, guess what? You lose your points. If you use six pieces of evidence and you screw up even two of them, you're still good because all they need is three. So use more than you think than the necessary amount. That's my advice for that. Like always look at the rubric of whatever the test you're doing whenever there's like FRQs to it, which is like all of them. And if it's something that's more subjective because 
you know, these standardized tests, they're standardized. They're trying to make them objective, but like stuff like AP Lang, A Push, it's it's really a level of subjectiveness. So just use more than what they tell you to do. Really understand what they're asking you and know how to do it. Know how to analyze evidence. Don't just look at it and be like, okay, this is what the evidence says. No, what does the evidence mean? How does it support your argument? And then for, what's the last one? I think that's it. Oh no, for AP Lang, oh, I was saying like, there's really no preparation, but I would say like, again, it's like if you've done the SAT, it's just like the SAT. Look at the question, know what it's asking, answer the question. Don't overcomplicate. Don't put your opinion into it. It doesn't matter what you think about the question. It doesn't matter what you think the answer should be. It's what the answer is and what the passage is telling you. So that would be my advice for the four exams. So I think that's pretty much all I wanted to share. Ooh, 40 minutes. Um, it is quite a long episode. But again, even if, you know, again, this is not going to be much use now because people have taken their AP exams. But if you're planning to take one of these AP exams down the road, if you have a sibling, just like share the advice that I've given you and the preparations I've done because it did work for me. And hopefully we won't have another COVID-like situation where AP exams are modified and it will be like the, because I took like a true AP exam. So, and I had a full year of like regular preparation. I wasn't messed up because of like COVID and they were doing like, because la- not last year, it was the year before. Last year they had full AP exams, but teachers taught like half of what they were supposed to teach. So it was like really bad. But the previous year, that was the, not last year, but two years ago, that was where the modified exams, that's when COVID just started, which I don't understand why they would do a modified for the year where we only had like a couple months until, or like, yeah, a couple months until the AP exam. Anyways, so that's all the advice I'd like to share. Thank you for staying this long. If you have, make sure you subscribe so you know when new episodes are released and I'll see you in the next one.